maybe it's cold outside is like kind of weird. What, what, what about what about um um? <laughs> it's it's red coming down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This, this is all you. You got this. <laughs> Baby, please come home. That song. Baby, please come home. No. Sing it. I don't. I was trying to come up with a clever thing oh, to say. No. I, I didn't. I don't have it. That's the intro you guys got. Um, it's not, it not good enough. We can do better than that. Um, Alex, let's talk red. There you go. Dude, that wasn't. That was not. That wasn't. A, that, what song was that? We're gonna talk now about lightning bolt. We're gonna talk red. Okay, good enough. I don't know what that song They're is. Singing deck the halls. Okay. Christmas okay. at all. All right. Uh, Guys, it's, that's, it's that's a great week. intro. We're uh, you got to countdown. This. We're doing, this is the MMCast podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my wonderful singing co-host, Mr. Ben Bateman. Yes, I'm here. I'm excited to talk to you guys about cards. I promise you, I, I, if I put effort into it, I actually can sing. That wasn't it, but I promise you I can. I, that is something I'm working on in my life. Um, um so uh, for those who don't know, we are counting uh, for audio listeners you get to hear us figure out how to sing that song. Uh, we are doing uh, just going through each of our colors as a Christmas thing, talking about what our favorite five cards in each color are. Um, today, we are talking about red, red. We're talking about red. Maybe uh, just like Shining Star in my heart recently has grown over the last few years. There's a while ago where that red was probably my least favorite color, but it's definitely definitely mm-hmm. gotten a lot, lot, lot better. Um uh this is this is the car of fire this is this is classically the card of aggro but wizards has done such a good job on expanding what it means to be a red mage that it just does a lot of really cool stuff now and i think it's really really cool what they've been able to do with the color combo i would agree completely there's a lot of sweet stuff you can do in here um as per usual alex picked probably cards that are a little bit more you know a little bit more competitive i picked cards that i think are fun and sweet uh I'm I'm uh, waving arm inflatable tube man for this entire. There's there I got wackiness all the way down. Okay, wackiness all the way down. I'm, I'm gonna start out here with my number five. Is a card you guys have heard me talk about at length. Is Thermo Alchemist Human Shaman zero three one red and a colorless uh, defender. Thermo Alchemist deals one damage to each opponent when you tap it. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, untap Thermo Alchemist. I just love this card. I think it's such a fun card. It's such a well designed card in terms of its cost versus its ability doesn't scale out of control but if you do have this card if you have more than one of this card it can be just busted bananas insane bonkers i i love this card i just i love it i tried to build like a that dumb uh, loam loam you know retrace deck at one point that i was playing in in modern it didn't work but it, it relied on having four of these so throw alchemist that's my number five um yeah i'm i that card is cool they like keep printing cool cards like that there's now a two one that does it though right that's like slightly better Oh, but it doesn't untap. Uh, no, they, they, yeah. none of them untap. You have you have the Defender 04, you have Firebrand Archer, which is a 2-1 that whenever you cast a non-creature spell, pings for one. That's what I was thinking of. This, yeah, this one is great because it untaps. So you so you can get multiple instances in the same turn. Um, well, I guess yeah, every spell, you, you Firebrand get, Archer, you get one the same thing. Extra one. And so instead of having a 2-1 attacker, you get to tap it for the one every turn no matter what and then if you cast spells you can get more than that versus the archer where you can only do damage by attacking yeah yeah that's fair um my, my number five is bedlam reveler 
Uh, That's a sweet card. Uh, oh, can you read what? Can you remember what all the words on it? There's like a lot. It's, Reveler, Bedlam yeah. Reveler. I've got it right here in front of me. Cool. It is red, red six. It is a it is a three four. I believe Devil. I'm doing this off of memory. It has prowess. Um, and the deal with this card is that uh, it costs one less to cast for each instant and sorcery in your graveyard. When it enters the battlefield, discard your hand, then draw three cards. It's a Devil Horror, and the art is by. Jama Jurabasi. Cool. There you <laughs> I go. That um, <laughs> is so cool. It like the, the like it once again getting cards from my hand in my graveyard. It cares about what's in my graveyard. <laughs> I'm a one trick pony on this episode apparently. Um, but it it like it's a really cool threat. It's a great top end for cards. Like R.I.P. to to Mar- Mardu um, uh, Pyro. Yeah, the or, two one for two. They had spectacle yeah, Mar- for four. Mar- Mardu looting decks that like were able to take advantage of this um, with faithless looting. Like I think this card has definitely been hurt a lot by faithless looting being banned. Maybe not the most because it wasn't that high when it was banned, but it definitely has fallen out of favor because of it. Um, but just like great with lingering souls, great with all these things that I like to do. Um, just like a really really cool red card, and it was like one of the first times they like did something new in a red that I was like, oh, I'm like taking notice. This is a really cool new space for this to play in. Yeah, this card is so sweet. This card's one of the, one of the most fun favorite cards ever when you're trying to build any kind of a I have all of these mediocre cards in my hand that are supposed to aid a strategy that like wants to get me to the finish line. If I have too many of them, how do I get rid of them? And it's like play Bedlam Reveler because it refills your hand and gets rid of a bunch of chaff in your hand when you're sick of it and it's a threat and it's really good and if you have a deck that is full of instants and sorceries like I like to play, it's going to be cheap. Um, it's just a card that I love. I've, I've really been a fan of this card for a long time. Sure. Um, next card on my list is Boom Bust. This is a card from it's a card from Time Spiral Block, and it's specifically from Planar Chaos. And it's a split card. So the front side of it is a sorcery, which is uh, red one. It is destroy target land you control and target land you don't control. And then Bust, which is the backside for uh, I believe red and five, um, is destroy all lands. So you get the Armageddon effect, but you also get the front half. The, the thing about Boom Bust back in the day in its format that was fun is you'd play this alongside Flagstones of Trocare. You'd blow up your own land, blow up their land. You'd search your library for a, you know, a planes. That was a good thing you could do. It also plays well on turn three with fetch lands. You can target one of your own fetches and one of their lands, blow up their land, search uh, your fetch, crack it in response to the target. You don't lose a land. It also plays well with Darksteel Citadel. You can target a Darksteel Citadel on their land. It doesn't blow it up. It, it's got like very cool functionality, and there are so many land-heavy decks now in modern that are really important. Um, you know, for instance, even if you get like search for as canted, and they flip it, and all of a sudden now they have this advantage. It's like great. Well, I'm playing this boom bust in my deck because that's what my deck does. I'm going to take out your thing that you worked so hard to get. Um, you know, it's a card that I think is sweet. Always like this card a lot. Yep, I used to I, before they changed the rule with how split cards work with cascade, cascading into uh, bloodbraid off in the boom bust was like one of my favorite things that I've done. So, so definitely the good warm spot in my heart. Uh, my number four is blasphemous act. Uh, mm. This is less of a modern choice. This is definitely like one of the few cards that like this is a commander one, but like going through red cards, like. I don't think I have a single red deck that doesn't have Blasphemous Act in it in all of the like 20 commander decks I have. Maybe Vadrock doesn't because there's no spell in there that he can't get back. Uh, but um, just like it's such an efficient board wipe, like one yeah. mana for 13 damage to all creatures. It's probably the best board wipe in red. Um, it might be one of the best board wipes ever printed on a when it like in the formats it's in like right. Like it's like that in Terminus when they like are good. They're insane. Um 
because being able to wipe the board for one mana is like a power play that is like normally unheard of. And uh, also it like does really cool stuff with stuff like Boris Reckoner, right? Like that's the thing that I yeah, love right? doing with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, stuff it all, that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting the dome someone for 13 because you have like a creature that redirects it uh, is like very choice. How many of those are there? There's Spite Mare. There's Stuffy Doll. There's Bedroom Ever. There's there's the new Five Drop Brazen, Goblin. Brazen Borrower. Uh, Brash Taunter. Brash Taunter. Brash Taunter. Those are the four that come to mind for me. Is there another one? Um, there is the red one, the six drop. Th- those are the ones that can direct it to. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like a red six drop that does it. Uh, there's a two drop Goblin that does it. Um, hmm. there's like a bunch of random bad ones. Those are all the good ones, and they're good for different reasons, right? Because like, uh, Brash Taunter is indestructible and has the second various stuffy dolls indestructible. Um, but uh, Spite Mare can direct it to any creature or player, right? It's like any target. Those are why those are like the ones that people remember. The other ones are like only your like opponent takes damage you know how much damage it takes and it's like a one okay, one for two um there's like a few and then now and there's like a bunch of other new stuff right the new jareth like gets plus one plus one counters instead of doing damage but it's like meant to play in that space right um, and there's that new there's that new uh the new uh like unicorn that any any non-combat damage just puts counters on it instead yeah and then and then the other one they actually printed a sword there's an equipment from the new commander deck that has the um boris reckoner effect giving it to the creature okay. that's attached to which is cool that's sweet that's um sweet. Cool, 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 cool. Um, all right, my next card that I'm going to go with is maybe this might be my favorite. I'm going to go with a, this is more of a staple. Uh, Young Pyromancer. This is a standard, just a, a hitter. This is this is one of my like competitive cards in this category. Um, red one, two one. It is a human shaman. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one red elemental creature token onto the battlefield. This is often thought of as the red two drop they've printed lots of cards that have competed with the spot but i think at this point we can all agree this is the one even though it's uncommon it seems it's a little weird that it's uncommon but it's definitely the red one this is over the years seen so much I play wish, in so many decks i wish it was rare so much just so this was never this stopped being a combo like just people are like yep that's the best one we're done <laughs> it's not like this weird it, it, it just it just clearly is though right it's, sure. it's not like we're not really discussing it anymore it's just it's weird that it's uncommon but yeah, I mean, this card has been so good in so many decks. It's one of the most fun cards you can build around because it's cheap, and so many, it, it, there's so many things that it's cool with. It's cool with burn spells. It's cool with cheap resurrection spells. It's cool with cheap cantrips. It's cool with counter spells. It's just it's getting like little blockers and one ones out of it is just such a convenient thing. Um, it's one of the most enjoyable cards to play with. It really feels like you're doing a lot when you play with this card. Yeah, no, uh, it's really good. I mean, it makes it, it's it's. Arclight Phoenix is not on my list. It almost made it, and it like if it wasn't, if it didn't end up being so beholden to Faithless Looting, which like I could make an entire top five cards. I'm sad that aren't good anymore because Faithless Looting was banned list one day. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it, it was like one of the. It's like it just it benefits you from playing good cards. Arclight Phoenix did the same thing. When I was like, Arclight Phoenix can't be good. That needs three spells to cast. Like those are good cards. You're gonna cast them anyways. It's very easy to just cast one mana cantrips and one mana removal spells that trigger these things and, and young power man's just that same space. Uh, my number three, another heater, our boy K O T H Koth of the hammer. Uh, Whoa, you put Koth of the hammer yeah, on your list. Look at you. I don't get to play it Wacky. very often because the likelihood that I'm playing a mono red deck that wants Koth is low, but literally every single time I've ever done it, I've loved it. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've like, I don't think this the like enjoyment to play ratio is as high as 
with Koth for like almost most car- like Birthing Pod might be up there, right? Like Birthing Pod in play, huh. I'm having a great time, but it might be one of my favorite cards ever printed. But like Koth is like so cool. It like turns your like it obviously it like ramps you the turn it comes to play. It's kind of a three mana planeswalker. It has that Teferi effect. Um, so you can like plus it, create a four four, untap your lane, and then bolt something that tries attacking Koth. You can also just minus it to make a ton of mana, um, and then really making it for free. Like he actually can be a free planeswalker. And then obviously you have the like the ultimate that's really really cool, making all of your lands mountains. It's he's one of the characters I'm also status like we haven't seen in ten years. Uh, in fact, right now on Twitter. I like have a post where I said, please don't kill Koth next time we see them. And then uh, someone from Watsi was like, why do you not want us to kill him? And that's extremely ominous. And I'm now really worried for him. I hope he doesn't die. Uh, and um, yeah, Koth is dope. <laughs> that card's really sweet. Koth is one of those cards. Uh, and it's funny because I think it's the same set, right? As as uh, Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas. They're the two Planeswalkers from that set. Two uh, of the, Koth, two of the, Koth was like, inscribed as a Mirrodin. Tezzeret was the only Planeswalker in uh, Besiege. Okay, Besiege. Uh, they're Koth, both was, so similar yeah. in the sense that they come down and like because they're so specific in the kind of deck they're supposed to be in, if they don't, if you don't interact with them and they, they're allowed to do what they're supposed to do, they're so, so, so good. They're like, busted over the top planeswalkers but because they're so specific in the type of deck they're supposed to go in they don't see as much play as i think they could but in both cases you lose very quickly that those cards take over the game and inside of like two or three turns yeah i think i think tesseract is a more powerful card partially because what it's what it requires you to be doing is more powerful having really good efficient cheap artifacts where what koth wants you to do is absolutely only have mountains in your deck and then have a lot of them in play, which is like something like if you're only playing mountains, not the easiest to accomplish. So it, it, it's kind of like a harder math problem. But when when Koth is good in Scred decks, like Koth has one GPs, right? The I don't know actually yeah, if yeah. Tesseret has one a GP. Koth for sure has. Um, yeah, Koth is adding more than a, a a modern GP. I, I, Tesseret yeah. I think did win a few standard GPs when um like because it was in like it was the answer to Jace before Cobblade was figured out. Like it like had like right. oh, two weeks where people didn't realize that Sword and Feast of Famine, Stoneforge Mystic, uh, Birds of Ka, Squadron, Hawk. Squadron Hawk and Jace all together was just so dumb that, <laughs> that like it ruined an entire standard format. Um, but yeah, so so I, I agree. That's sweet. But yeah, cough. Um, my number two. Mm-hmm. And this is. Oh, this should be my number one, but I, I know what my number one is. Is Greater Gargadon. It's such a sweet card. You know that you knew this card was gonna be on my list. How could it not be? It's it's this is like in my top three to five magic cards ever, I think. I think it's it's so high. Um, it is a nine-seven beast for red and nine from time spiral will suspend ten, it costs one red to suspend it. Then when it's suspended, sacrifice an artifact, creature, or land, remove a time counter from Greater Gargadon, play this ability only if Greater Gargadon is suspended. I feel like you also love this card. I feel like this is one of the most beloved cards ever printed because it's one of the most unique. I have a sack outlet that exists that's not in play, and when it's done, I get this like super sick thing into play. I get a 9-7. For one red, uh, this coming down on turn one has always been one of my favorite plays. This was a standard powerhouse. People have definitely played this in modern. I've built decks around this card for years. It's just... Just does so many things well. It's 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 Red's Visceros here, right? Like the 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 one mana free sack outlet is something that is extremely powerful. Visceros here um, can do it forever, right? You never lose that sack outlet, so you can be a little bit more reliant on it. This gets a nine seven into play with haste, which is uh, 
extremely powerful in a different way. <laughs> well, because also I think the thing about this card that's so cool is what suspend the way it's worded is that when it comes into play, you, you cast it without paying its casting cost. And if it's a creature, it gains haste means that there are some situations where if you look at what's in your hand and you sort of negotiate the board state properly, you can hold open your counter spell. Not even that you can like tap their blocker, remove their only blocker, sack your whole board attack for nine win. I've right. done it so many times. Th- it's just a really unique thing to have coming. Yeah, I think, I think the only thing I like love this card. Don't get me wrong. My like only complaint with it, which is the reason it's not always on top of my list is it doesn't go infinite. Like you can't use it to do an infinite combo, which is often mm. with Viserys here. The thing you do is you do Malira with kitchen things, right? That's like the end game. So, so you, what you, you want greater Gargan on decks that like want to take advantage of the sacrificing, but not necessarily go crazy with the sacrificing. And, and so it's like a weird middle ground that you have to take advantage of. Um, my number two, uh, which I think you might be surprised by, is Chandra Accolade of Flame. This is, is the this the this is the good M- Chandra. This is the rare three mana M twenty oh. Chandra. No, I, I know you love this card. I also love this card. This card was printed after. This card was printed after. Uh, I was playing maybe as much modern, uh-huh. and I feel like I've gotten to play it a little bit more in a non modern context. So I don't think of it necessarily when I think of red cards that I love for modern, but I love this card. Right. This is the zero activation, make two one ones. It has flashback, that whole thing. Yeah, red, red one uh, comes down, I believe, at three. You can either zero to put a plus one pl- or a, a loyalty counter on every red planeswalker you control. You can zero to make two one one haste elemental tokens that you sacrifice at in a turn, uh, or you can uh, minus two to flashback a or to, to to be able to cast a spell in your graveyard that has a converted mana cost uh, three or less. Um, it comes down at four, which is four, what's so four, dope four. about. So you can you because can, you minus can two, get minus the flashback two. twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love this card. I mean, like we've talked about this. I I have the the we haven't done all three yet, but now we're here. Uh, I have three different versions of Snapcaster Mage on my list. I have multiple things that like sacrificing tokens. and I have multiple things that uh, <laughs> put stuff into my graveyard and get stuff out of my graveyard. Um, I have a vibe and she's just right in my vibe. I literally have a commander deck built around her. Uh, I built it in Oathbreaker and then Oathbreaker, which I actually am doing a charity. So so uh, uh, the Saturday after New Year's, there's an Oathbreaker event that I will be participating in. That's going to be really awesome. Uh so definitely check that out. There will be links that I'll share on Twitter. Um, but uh, when kind of COVID happened and Oathbreaker was not as much played, I just transferred it into a commander deck. Uh, I literally on Saturday on Mana Curves, we did a big charity stream. Um, this is weird because we're recording that before that happened, but I'm going to release this video after that. So we did that. We gave a bunch of stuff to charity. It was really cool. Uh, and uh, like I, this card's so sweet. I love, the, I love that red Planeswalker tribal is a thing. I love that like... They figured out that after white, red is the second best at like having friends. Yeah. Just because yeah, like, they, like love is part of the red color pie. So they're like, oh yeah, red is just like real good friends with people. They're like hanging out. They're they're the extroverts of friendship. Uh <laughs> and I think Chandra, Chandra Accolade of Flame is like it's like that, and then Sarkon, the one that turns people into dragons. I just am never gonna play Sarkon in modern. I could play this card in modern. Like I could easily see me just like sl- putting this into a Jeskai deck. Oh yeah, um, or finding a, a way to deck. play this. I mean, the fact that it's a, the fact that it's a Planeswalker for three that can flashback two turns in a row. Just even that alone is worthwhile. Right. It's just super super worthwhile. And, so, and, um, and like the two tokens are not nothing to laugh at, right? Like you get the 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 one ones like are a threat, 
And speaking of Greater Gargadon, speaking of Viscera Seer, and speaker, yep. speaking of like even things that trigger off of creature death, like a Blood Artist, like you sacrifice them. So you get those triggers off of their deaths, which is really cool as well. So you can do cool stuff oh, with them. Oh, this needs to go into jury. Yeah. This is for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. believe this is not in jury. This 100% should be in jury. That's, that was like the standard that. deck, right? Like the 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 reason Cat got banned is because Cat plus Oven plus Chandra plus Kroxa plus uh mayhem yeah. devil was too much like all those four cards those five cards together were just like enough of a shell that you didn't have to work to do powerful things and the cat combo on arena was just like miserable to play against so they were miserable yeah um, um so my last card on my list and i'm wondering if it's your also last also your last card is the card lightning bolt yeah that's the it best is... card in red and the red like the, it might it might be the most perfect magic card ever <laughs> Yeah, if this wasn't your number one and my number one, I'd be shocked. It's it's endlessly sweet. It's so sweet to play. I have so many of them. I have like 13 revised copies. I have all different editions. I have signed copies. I have an unlimited copy. I don't have a beta copy like uh, Michael has. Um, I had all the cool promos. I sold all my foil promos. I think I might have kept one just because I love it so much. I think I did. I think I kept one just because I love it so much. Um, but I, it's the best card. I mean, I, we've talked about Lightning Bolt for six years at length. I don't think we need to talk it's, about it too it's much. It's the best card ever printed it's in competition for that uh but it is absolutely maybe the most perfect card ever printed i can't think of another think... card that's more well-rounded versatile a viscerally cool like yeah the whole thing i love it all everything it does we might even do as a Christmas special, as a holiday special. It might happen after because we talked about this on our episode recently. We might even do the top twenty-five magic cards or whatever, the, whatever that list was going to be of all time. Uh, show this is, this is which would be a lot special. of fun. That's what that's what this kind of is. This is the Christmas special. Well, I've this is. Singing, I mean, this I've is this is our Christmas favorite cards of matter. I'm talking about Christmas best like cards tomorrow. all time. <laughs> At well, the maybe time of this special. I don't know, Alex. Get off okay. my get off right. my corner here. Uh, uh, yep. But yes. And if we do, I'll bet you Lightning Bolt makes that top 25. It's got Sweet. to. has to. Um, now, why red? Why, what, what, what about red draws you to the color as a player? Um, so Lightning Bolt and, and it's Ilk. Um, that's what draws me to red. And it's, it's having... I love burn. I love targeted burn. It's, I love it. Like it's, I'm such a fan of targeted burn. I love red stapled onto other cards as the targeted burn that then makes the draw spell better, like Fire Ice. But I also love that red has become the flashback creature or uh, flashback color. I think it's really cool that they have started to lean into red having that ability, you know, with past and flames and with um, obviously this card. Like red's gotten a lot more stuff like this. Um, what do you mean? What's, like, like, what's the yeah the two mana uh, dread horde uh, arcanist? Yeah, dread horde arcanist that, and like... and, uh, and and what's the five the five mana goblin that gets to flashback a four four mana spell? Yeah, yeah. Um, goblin dark dwellers yeah, yeah. Dark dwellers. like there's a lot of cards now in red that do that and i think it's it's great it makes it kind of makes sense blue getting the access to that ability again is great but it's like it's almost too easy for blue it's like red has to work harder to make that good yeah no i think i think um red is just more and more becoming my favorite color in magic i think like if i had a, if you were to sit me down and say you had to pick one i think like I'm like close to red just being my favorite. It's impulsive. It does really cool stuff. It wasn't for a while because I didn't like attacking. I don't like aggro. Like I hate aggro. So like it when it was like that was what red did. It was burn decks. I was like not on board. But as red has become much more of like using your hand as a resource, discarding, impulse drawing, removal spell control. Um, at like 
interacting with the graveyard as much as it does. Like I've, I've like fallen more and more low with comp- color combo. And then not to mention like it's, it's artifact kind of interactions as well. Right. Like the, the yeah. goblin um, uh, engineer goblin, um, like welder. Got it, goblin welder or, or, or Doretti or um, like even, even like uh, uh dockside extortionist, right? Like all of these are just like such cool cards that like, I've just like consistently really liked the color. I think it's really, really cool. Um, I would agree. I would agree completely. I think that last point you mentioned is really sound. The artifact interaction is really cool. It's one of the best parts. Um, and and that is that is it for this episode. We want to hear what you guys think. Please comment below. Please like below. Please subscribe. All those things. Uh, audio listeners, hopefully this isn't annoying. Or hopefully Marshall is cutting this out of the audio or like only leaving these in the videos. And please let us know if your audio is on Twitter. Twitter, I'm at Kess Wiley. That's the best way to reach me. Uh, ben is at Ben Bit Media. The podcast is at the MMCast. Um, and then, uh, uh, of course, please check out our patron. Patreon.com slash the MMCast is how we're doing this. Uh, if you want us to keep doing these like single episode, like mini sods um, throughout the week as a video format, uh, while we do the video format, uh, the podcast is the classic style. It, it is going to have increased costs um, in the long run. So if we can get you guys' help, if you like this format, we'd love to see um, you guys on Patreon. Patreon has a bunch of cool stuff you get for $5. You get access to um, the Rafi, which has an extra bonus piece of 10 to 20 minutes worth of content every week. Um, at the very beginning so you can just listen to that and then go to the videos later um plus we like you know and, and we're, we love to hear feedback on ways we can make it more enticing so please comment below or check that out we'd love to hear from you um and um and yeah there's an airport. thank you thank you this has been a production of time traveler media sending podcasts into the future